What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbond, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. Fully loaded show as we near the Pittsburgh Steelers preseason finale tomorrow night, 730 in Atlanta. It's going to be a good one. Plenty of starters are expected to make their way onto the field and possibly stay there for most of the first half. We'll dive into that. Plus, the 53-man roster is coming right down to the wire. Obviously, dive into that. And a very interesting position battle that we have been raving about all summer long that has somehow surpassed our expectations coming into the summer. It is a beautiful day here in the Berg. We just left the final practice of the Pittsburgh Steelers preseason. How you feeling, my friend? Feeling good. Uh, it It's weird. You know, you get to July and you're just, you're sitting through those first weeks of training camp and you're thinking, wow, this is kind of a slog. Like, you know, real football so far away. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, the third week of August and, and it's right on top of you. So yeah, it's definitely, it definitely snuck up on me the start of the start of the season, but here it is. Here it is. We are what, two weeks, seven, 17 days away yeah, from NFL, from real NFL football. Plenty to talk about, plenty of action still left for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are definitely diving into the final preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons first. We got to start with the position battle that has been heating up all summer, that at times we had a proven winner in and then a different proven winner. I have gone back and forth a number of times. I've made it very clear to you and everybody else how I feel about these two candidates. The Pittsburgh Steelers nickelback position between Elijah Riley and Chandon Sullivan somehow has become the premier competition for the Pittsburgh Steelers. At this point, it almost feels as if they will both make it. So that is the big question. Do the Pittsburgh Steelers walk in with two nickelbacks and a slot in Patrick Peterson, who they say they feel comfortable with? and somewhat change a, a norm in the NFL that is only having one nickel on a 53-man roster? Well, I think it's it's a credit to both of these guys that the competition has survived and been so intense all the way through the end of training camp, and that's yep. part of why I think, yeah, I think they will uh, buck that trend and bring in two nickels. Um, I think there are other factors that that play into it as well, but I think above all else, both these guys have played well enough to – earn to earn their roster spots um yeah but you know i think there's other i wrote about this a little bit uh yesterday but there's other places to kind of trim the fat per se and uh, make some room for both of these guys and i think both of these guys can bring something different to the table which is another thing that terrell Austin terrell austin said the other day yesterday while we were at, uh before practice um that you know, you do have room for two guys when they do something different, you know, when they yep. can bring something else to the table. And I think both these guys can. Sullivan, a little bit more of an outside guy. Uh, Riley, a great special teamer uh, and plays a little bit of safety too. Mm -hmm. Both things that I think the Steelers will still need in addition to uh, another, in on top of a slot corner. So I think there's room for both of these guys. I think they both will make it. Um, I expect both of them to make it. And both these guys are good enough to make it and contribute to this team. Um, even if one of them doesn't earn uh, the starting the starting spot at nickel, yeah, yeah, I agree. Do you have a do you have a favorite on who you think would start if they both made the roster? I think Sullivan, just because they like his yeah. experience. Um, 
you know, I, I think it's no secret that we're both a little partial to Riley. Uh, yeah, we're big like Riley guys. Um, <laughs> but I think in the end, it would be Sullivan who takes that first snap whenever they come out in a dime package or, or a nickel package, excuse me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, do you? No, I agree. I think it'll be Sullivan. I think Riley, like Riley said it himself, like I'm a, I'm a run guy. I'm a, I'm a thumper. I'll go in and, and clog up the backfield or, you know, I can rush off the edge. And I think that's what he does well is like Riley is a guy that is Mike Hilton-ness. It's a guy that could be a blitzer. He's pretty much another outside linebacker at this point, just really quality run stuffer. Shannon Sullivan's a guy on the other hand that he does have corner experience. He is a guy that's in pass coverage. He is a guy that you could rely on the outside if need be. I think it's perfect for them. Like I think it solves so many problems for the Pittsburgh Steelers because we've been very open that they do not have a fourth corner. It is their fourth mm. quarterback competition is as sad as it gets. James Pierre somehow gets worse by the day. Luke Barku has officially removed himself from the competition at this point. Madre Harper, Chris Wilcox. Uh, I mean, and then you got the two new dudes who uh, Neville Clark. You forget he's out there. I couldn't even tell you. Levert, Levert Hill. Forget he's out there as well. I almost forgot his name. <laughs> at this point, you got to go out and sign a fourth corner. Shannon Sullivan allows you to have more security out on the outside you know he's a guy that worst case scenario you could put him out there and he's got 30 games of experience you could you could say hey look at he's good enough he's better than the options that we have at this point or an xfl guy that we tried to take a risk on didn't work out and at the same time elijah riley very reliable on the inside if you need to bounce chandon outside you always have that backup plan but elijah at the same time if Miles Killebrew is going to make the roster, which we're going to talk about in a little while, but me and you, we sat there on Saturday, and when Miles Killebrew tipped that punt, you kind of looked at me and you're like, "Oh, okay, well there it goes." Like that's now now Miles Killebrew's on the 53 man roster, but you're not going to put him on defense. He's he can't play defense. So to have Elijah Riley, who has that experience and experience in Pittsburgh, because last year he played enough safety that they actually had to move him up to the 53 man roster, he's a guy that is a security blanket there. So I think it makes a ton of sense for both of these guys to make the roster, but I do agree. I think Sullivan will be the guy that takes those first steps or those first snaps. And then Elijah will play rundowns and, and they'll kind of mix and match maybe the hot hand as they move forward. The big question with that is if you're going to keep two nickelbacks, who are you getting rid of? Yeah. And I think you have options. Um, like I said, I mean, I think there's some steam behind the the idea that Zach Gentry maybe doesn't make the roster. I know you included that in your 53 man. Yeah. Um. I think there's some room along the defensive line to to cut guys. Um. I, I don't think, you know, you need as many guys there as uh, as as we might think or as we might think they might have taken. Um. Like, they have an abundance, I think, of especially interior linemen that I think you can live without. Um. And I, I think also linemen are defensive linemen. You can find fairly easily you know yeah. like maybe if you cut some of these guys they are definitely going to get picked up by other teams but there will be other defensive linemen out there in the similar situation that you know are good enough to make a team but just cut because of space um yep. i also think you know like that cornerback room is going to make some is going to make some room assuming you know you and your in your 53 man you know leave some room at, at corner for an outside signing but you know who knows? Maybe they maybe they decide that Chandon is is good enough as an outside. His experience there is worth is worth keeping around. They don't need to add another outside corner, and they can just say, "Hey, 
Worst case scenario, Chandon, you're stepping up as that fourth corner. Elijah, we can slide you in at slot and just figure it out that way. Yeah, I think that is an option. I don't know how comfortable I feel with that option, but I think that's just because I haven't see Ch seen Chandon play on the outside, so I don't know what his capabilities out there are, which could be concerning. But I agree. My 53 had Gentry getting cut. I think at this point, the problem, the problem there is Gentry is a guy who is a bridge player for Darnell Washington and Darnell Washington is ready to play. You know, Darnell Washington has from day one when Darnell got here to today, the evolution, there's Nick Herbig might be the only guy who has progressed faster than Darnell Washington. He is totally ready to play. There's no need to put Gentry out there for rundowns. That's a Darnell Washington play now. There's no need to run tight end passes or tight end screens with this guy. That's a Connor Hayward thing now, or that's a Pat Fryermuth thing now. There's just no need for four tight ends. There was a need at the beginning of the summer, and even then, I think a small need. But right now, there's just no spot for him. I think, unfortunately, he's a guy that I would give the boot to just because like, if you're going to pick if you're going to play the safest route here, Gentry is the way to go because you don't need no t team in the NFL carries four tight ends. That just it's just not a thing, you know. So Gentry's a guy that he'll he'll land somewhere else. But I don't know defensive defensive tackles another one I think easy to replace, super easy to replace. Corner, like I said, if if that's your if that's your move, if that's the way you're going to go. I'm not upset about it because Shannon Sullivan, in my opinion, is a better option to put out there and take a risk on than James Pierre. But if you're gonna if you're going to take a small risk, I guess I guess corner could be the move. But I think Gentry is the easy answer here. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think he just doesn't do anything different enough, you know, yeah. from those other tight ends. Like you said, he's a bridge player for a guy who's already ready to play. And yep. that is not that's not ideal for a guy who who wants to make the roster. Um, I think Gentry will get picked up very easily. Like he is a perfectly capable NFL guy, but there, I think they will end up kind of deferring to youth because there are just other places where that roster spot is better used um, and more valuable to the Steelers. So, yeah, it's it's a shame. I like Gentry. Uh, I think he's a good player and and a good guy to yeah. talk to. But. Uh, but um, th yeah, that's just that's just a tough situation for him, and probably the most logical place to to make some room and make a cut. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, transitioning, couldn't get the word out from that. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers' fifty-three man roster. We are a week away, less than a week, six days away from when, or five days away now from when they need to finalize their fifty-three man roster. Gentry's a name on the bubble now as we move forward. The cornerback position is obviously out there as major question marks. The offensive line has some question marks on guys maybe like Chandon or uh, Spencer Anderson. Excuse me, the defensive line has plenty of questions. I put out a 53-man roster, what, three days ago now? Something like that following the Bills game. Monday afternoon or Monday morning I put it out. Uh, and. Yesterday. Yeah, yes, yeah. So yesterday, well, by the time this comes and out, yeah, when this comes out, it'll be two days. And I have everything except for one position in place. Gentry is my surprise cut. I still think that you need to add a cornerback. Besides that, Miles Kilbrew and Miles Boykin are like my 52, 53 guys to make the roster, with Gunner probably being 51. You know, you check out that 53 man roster. What are your thoughts? You could, and you could tell me that I suck. Well, I would never say that on the pod. Um, but, you know, 
I do. So I did want to ask you about the receivers because I think that's a yes. position. I when we were talking about potential cuts, that's a place I neglected to to mention. Do you think six receivers are necessary? Like, do you think that that's how it ends up shaking out? Because I don't know. The more I watch Gunner, the more I'm convinced that he can be that he deserves that spot more than Boykin. And I, I don't. And the more I watch Boykin, the more I'm like, the more I'm iffy on his roster spot. Okay, but do you think that Gunner could play special teams? Because that's why Boykin makes the roster. Like, Boykin had a really nice special teams tackle against the Bills. He was their best special teamer by a mile, I think, last season. I just think that he his special teams value, if you're going to keep Gunner, I, I almost think it goes hand in hand. Unless you think that Gunner could play, could be a Gunner. If Gunner could be a Gunner, then you don't have to worry about that. Then he could be that guy. I don't know if that's how you feel. Yeah, I, I guess so, but I mean, I I feel like Gunner is a position that they can fit with someone else on the roster. Um, so you say get rid of Gunner, not Miles, or you no, say get no, rid no, of no, no, not no, no, Miles. no, 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 no. I meant Gunner. I meant Gunner, like the the special teams position. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Is is something gotcha. that they can more easily fill with someone else on the roster. Um, I I don't know. I just. Boykin to me just has not been impressive and I don't like we talk all the time about like special teams value and stuff like that and I get it it's important but at a certain point like I don't know if Boykin's as transcendent a special teamer and a transcendent enough special teamer to make up for just I don't know I just really haven't been impressed with Miles Boykin so far and I just don't I don't know I think Gunner's been too good at too many things for them to to cut him it's I think it's more about what what Gunner's done for me than what Miles hasn't done. Does that make sense? No, no. I, I see where you're coming from offensively, 100%. I don't think Miles has been impressive at all. Where do you go? What's your solution for the Gunner? Do you have one? Because not off the top of my head. Because I mean, but can't one of these corners play Gunner? Like, I, I, I don't, that's, that's kind of like the way I think in my head is just yeah. that there has to be, you know, a guy between. Joey Porter or Chandon Sullivan or even Elijah Riley who can who can play some gunner for you who could be a gunner instead of miles okay where do you go from there who's your replacement like where are you adding a position to instead of a wide receiver well I think uh yeah that's true I mean but like Nickelback not, is not one critical just like yeah there's 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 just spots that um, I'm being genuine yeah no, no, no. And yeah, I, I get it. But also, you know, if you want to keep Miles, if we're talking special teams and you want to keep Miles Killebrew on the roster, you know, a special teams captain, a guy who's who's been really important to that unit. Um, that's a guy who, like you said, is on the bubble. I think that's how you can lock in that position. Um, yeah. And obviously slot corner, uh, keep one of these defensive linemen that you like. You know, there's some guys yeah. on the bubble there. Um, you know, I, I think... Montre like Montrevious. I think my I like Montrevious Adams. I don't I know he's kind of tailed off towards the end of camp, but I think that's a guy that you could convince yourself to keep uh in the place of a six receiver. Spencer Anderson, the same thing as well. Um, you know, I, I think there are a couple places where you could you could use that extra roster spot. I, I'm not I've kind of come off the the six wide receiver train as we've gotten deeper into training camp. So the Steelers typically keep I think five. I think last year was like a an ordin an inordinary type an of anomaly. situation. An anomaly. There it is. Um, yes. So five could be the move. My I I do have concerns about keeping. I think Gunner is the better wide receiver, and I actually think Gunner could be involved in this offense this season yeah. to a really small degree. Like I don't think that he's surpassing Calvin Austin or Allen Robinson, but I do think that you could utilize him. And 
I think that he adds return value, which you don't have. You know, you get rid of Jordan Bird, you really have nobody else. It's it's Calvin Austin or Gunnar Olszewski are your punt returners, and then you just figure out a kick returner from there. Um, I could see that happening. I'm not in on Montrevious Adams. I love Montrevious Adams. I think what he's done for this team and and him stepping in here and just becoming a player instantly and then finding success and continuing that success is very impressive. But at the same time, I don't think there's anything he could do that Braden Fajoko can't do or Keanu Benton can't do or Armand Watts can't do. Um, And I think all those guys possibly are better. Um, And then like Isaiah Loudermilk. But I also think at the same time, like is Larry Ogunjobi healthy? Because if Larry Ogunjobi's got to go on IR to start the year, then it makes a lot of sense to keep Montrevious Adams around. I think those are the questions that sticking with that. If you do have to put these guys on IR because Larry Ogunjobi's a name, Nate Herbig's possibly another name. If you got to put somebody on IR, who are you cutting to say, hey, we got to squeeze you through waivers? You know what I mean? Who who are you cutting to say, hey, let's slip you out there, hope that nobody claims you so that we can put this person on IR and we'll just sign you tomorrow? You know, because they don't have a Marcus Allen. Is it is that Gunner? Do you think Gunner would squeeze through the cracks oh, there? No. no, I don't. That's no. not like I think I think Gunner I don't know. I think Gunner's had a good camp, good preseason. I, I think he would get snatched up pretty quickly. I feel like Miles Killebrew is more likely to be a guy. Like oh that. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean what like I don't know. I get it. He's good at special teams, but and like I think he's valuable to certain teams, but I don't know. He hasn't like I feel like the tape he's put on, you know, at least oh, the preseason. Aw- just, yeah. He's awful at defense. He's got no defense. Yeah. Yeah, so like I, I think that makes him more likely to slip through the cracks. Um, sorry, I keep scrolling through your your fifty three man just because it's like a it's a good reminder of who who's there, um, <laughs> who's there, like who we expect to be there and who not. Um, yeah, I, that's a good question because I because right. so if you so if they put Herbig on IR, they have to keep a roster so, spot open for him, or so they have to. You have to be on the fifty three man roster. Oh, after get, roster cuts so that you could be placed on short-term IR and then you move somebody up from the practice squad. My thought was Miles was was Boykin would be the one guy. Gunner, Gunner would probably be my second over Killebrew's up there. My problem with Killebrew is that you can't take, I don't think you could take too many risks on special teams. And like there are, the Steelers have gotten rid of all of their special teams guys, every single one of them except for Miles Killebrew. Like, if you're going to get rid of Boykins and take a shot there like, and cut him and you're only going to keep five wide receivers, cool. And then if there's a possibility you lose Killebrew, like, you have nobody left. You, It's Elijah Riley, who is now your special team's ace, who wasn't even on the team last year. I just think that that's dangerous. You know, like, that's... You don't want... Because the Steelers' special teams is actually pretty good. Like, it's not... It's mm. not a bad special teams and specialty. I mean, you grew up a Patriots fan. You fully understand special teams wins games. You know, yeah. that's just they do. So I don't I don't think you could take too big of a sh- of a risk there. Montrevious Adams would be a name. I, I don't think anybody go and get him. Maybe. But I think that there's a possibility that he slips through the cracks. I kind of agree with you with Gunner that I think that maybe somebody, especially somebody who needs a returner. Like, why yeah. would you, you know what I mean? Just go out and get Gunner. He's a proven guy. He's got good tape. He's had a good preseason. Bro. Former All-Pro for the New England Patriots. Talking a lot That's about right. the Patriots in this episode. Um, I think those would be my, those would be my options. But I don't know. 
I think that that's a, and you're not going to get rid of one of your nickels. Like that's just, you're not going to, you're, you're not even going to take that chance. I'll toss a name out there for you. Kendrick Green, sneak him off there, bring him back so that you could put him on the 53 man roster after you put Nate Herbig because you need somebody else there. So you're saying they will, they'll, t- oh, they'll, t- oh, okay. But also, do you want, no, Kendrick I don't. Green, I don't. I think Kendrick Green's terrible, but the Steelers, for some reason, are just they just refuse to give up on this guy. They're just like, yeah, yeah. well, we'll we'll try him here at center. Today he's playing. I don't, I don't even think I'm allowed to say this, but today he's playing guard, and I just, yeah, they're working like, hard. I, that's what I'm saying. Like they're trying. So maybe he's a name that you cut and then you bring back, and then, I mean, that's a guy. If you're going to get rid of Boykins, there it is. You know, there's your, yeah, there's I mean, your, you, there's your guy. I can say pretty confidently that I think Kendrick Green would would be there if you uh No, oh, I'm oh my gosh, yeah. If another team yeah. picked up Kendrick Green, they'd be I would love it because I mean good for Kendrick Green. I hope I would hope that a fresh start changes things and he's allowed to, you know, he like somehow find success and maybe he's just Pittsburgh and the pressure, who knows. But there's a really strong possibility that fans are gonna be like, Oh my gosh, look at this guy's Illinois tape, and then be like, Wow, this guy's stinks you yeah. just it's can't be, block a soul yeah it's gonna be the past what the, he, when was he drafted three years ago three years ago this is year three It'll just be the past three years in pittsburgh just jam-packed into like a month um yeah and then you get cut yeah and then you get cut. um yeah i guess that would work i just i don't see a whole like i feel like you were trying to make this move with someone that you would actually want to keep on the 53 man roster i agree i just don't know i think it all depends on like if it's if it's the defensive line easy move you know i mean demarvin leal's your starter but if kevin dotson's hurt if nate herbig's hurt i mean you're gonna start spencer anderson is that gonna be your option seventh round seventh round rookie spencer anderson like i just don't know where you go from there i don't know yeah i think that's the toughest question no, definitely. Um, there are a lot of tough questions, and that is probably at the top of them. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. Let's dive into the last thing we want to talk about here, the preseason finale. Atlanta Falcons, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mike Tomlin could care less about the Dome, if you ask him today. Yeah. Tomorrow night, 7.30. I, I think there are obviously roster questions, and we're going to dive into those, but I think the biggest question there is, the starters are set to play. This is supposed to be the dress rehearsal. How long do you expect those guys out there? Do you expect everybody out there? I think that's the like TJ, Cam, Minka. Do you see them all playing? And how long do you see them playing? Yeah, I think everyone plays. Um, I don't think everyone plays for the same amount of time. That yeah. sounds like a layup, but that but that's just how I think about it. Like everyone will play. Because I don't know, this is the thing. How many plays have we? So we've seen the first offense on the field for like twenty plays over these. I don't even think that. I think it's like yeah. twelve. Oh, it's that. Well, yeah, because they. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because they had because they it, score oh, yeah. on like two two plays. <laughs> yeah, they had like a five play drive, a one play drive in the Bills game, and then they had like a eight play drive. Uh, an eight in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're like so, thirteen plays deep. Hell yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, I think you need more than. Uh, I, I, my estimate would be yeah. like, if I was making a line, I'd put it at like two and a half drives and I would take the over. I'd say that's like all you're taking. Drives. Yeah. Like three drives. I don't know. That seems like, that's like, that's a little bit if they're going to like, I, cause I also feel like they're going to try to, cause it's also contingent on how many plays, like you're not, 
they're all one mm-hmm. play drives. Like you're not you're not taking them out of three drives. But are you though? Okay, let me. What about that though? What if they are? What if they? What if Kenny Pickett comes out there, touchdown, touchdown, Jalen Warren, sixty yard run, touchdown. What else you got to see? Like what else are you trying to prepare for at that moment? Like nothing. You, I, I think know. I'm. I think I'm taking them off the field. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Najee do some stuff. Najee you know? ain't doing anything. Do you expect Najee to actually play? Real, yeah. real what? snaps, like quality, actually run the football snaps. Well, yeah, I feel like at some point he's got what two weeks until after that game. He's got two weeks to rest up if he gets. Look at, we've been saying that for for a month. Like he had three months to rest up in May. He wasn't touching the football. He had two months to rest up in July. Wasn't touching the football. He's had a yeah, whole month to rest up in August. Doesn't touch the football. But he didn't have a game two weeks away when he and I get like. Najee only has to stay so fresh, but like, I don't know. He's got to stay fresh to a certain point. Like he has to actually like stay warm and like know what game action feels like. And like, I agree. I, I don't, I wouldn't want him walking into for into week one rusty, you know, like, and that's less of a thing with, but you know, you just don't want him to be out of the loop either. Like you want him to, to be in, in there playing. I don't know. There is a chemistry thing there. I think that is more crucial than maybe, it might seem I look at I I do not disagree I 100% agree with you however I'm smiling because I'm almost convinced Mike Tomlin does not care like he's just like yeah man whatever like Najee will be fine week one I don't believe he will be fine week one I'm very skeptical about Najee Harris this season I was less skeptical coming into the summer because I was like this is Najee's year offensive line there's so much good going on and then he touched, they're like, we're at a point now where I'm just like, dude, nobody like that. That's like taking a year off of football. What are you doing? Like, get on the field. You got to learn how to get hit again. You got to you got to be able to run through tackles. There's so much that you should do right now. I mean, everybody makes a joke about how, like, last year, Josh Jacobs was playing into the fourth quarter in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Well, look who led the league in rushing last season. Yeah. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just think that and I think that's an extreme, but. I mean, you got to give him something. But if I had to guess, I I think Najee Harris touches the football twice, maybe in this game, maybe three times. Like maybe on that first drive, they just go one, two, three, Najee, then it's over. Najee doesn't he doesn't touch the football again. That would be my prediction. I, I really hope he plays more than that because that would be that'd be kind of disappointing. Because like you, yeah, at some point he's got to get hit. Like and because especially the way we're kind of talking about things now is that like. Jalen's earning more more of a role. Like I think yep. he's he's going to play more. So at a certain point, I think you got to ask yourself, like, what are we saving him for? You know, like you can't wrap him in bubble wrap for the entire season. Like, nope. You know, if they go up seven point, if they score on their first drive in the in week one, what are you going to shut him down? Like, you know, it's it's like what are, I don't know. It, to me, this seems to be a little. We've swung a little too hard the opposite direction, and I I, I don't know. I I, I would. I hope Najee plays more than that. I, I get what you're saying too. That, but that would just be it'd be disappointing. And like, I don't know, just just play football, man. Like, I don't know. That kind of is what it comes down to to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Got to play some football, especially yeah. as a running back. Got to play some right. football. Like, like you said it at the beginning of of the preseason. You're like, Kenny doesn't have to. Kenny just has to get hit. Like, that's all he's got to do is get hit. Najee's yeah. got to get hit too. He doesn't know how to get hit right now. Like, he hasn't gotten hit. Yeah. Almost all he's gotten hit. I can count on two hands how many times this guy has gotten hit since yep. January. That is yep. Yep. that's very concerning. I don't know. But I expect the rest of them. Like I expect Kenny, 
I think Kenny could play into the second quarter. I think that we could see that unless it's like oh, yeah. super successful drives. But I think that I think I, we could see Kenny and a lot of those starters into the second quarter. I think TJ's gone after like a series or two. I think Alex and Cam and Mink are the same. I think most of the defensive starters outside of those four will be gone just because like, you know, unfortunately you could replace Cole Holcomb. You could replace DeMonte Casey. You can't replace TJ Watt. You can't replace Minka Fitzpatrick. You know what I mean? You can't replace Cam Hayward. So I just think that you keep those guys fresh. And it's not like that. I mean, like we watch TJ Watt every single day. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't got to put him in a football good. game. He'll, yeah, he'll yeah. be just fine. You know, the rest of them too. So, I see those guys taking a back seat this game a little bit after maybe a series or two. But I see Kenny going into the second quarter. I see a lot of Jalen Warren. I see a lot of uh, Anthony McFarland. I see very little. Now, but maybe they will. Maybe you know it is as much of as it's a Mike Tomlin thing to like rush Jalen thirty times in this game just to be like, ha, 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 love messing with you guys. <laughs> it's a Mike Tomlin thing that like Najee will rush the ball like eighty times just to be like, see, shut up, just yeah, shut Get up. off my back. Yeah, yeah, it'll go either way. I could also see like Kenny plays into the second quarter, but he's playing with like Calvin Austin and Cam Hayward, yes. and uh, or not Cam Hayward, Connor, Connor Hayward. Hayward. Yeah. Um, and Gunner and yeah, I guess George. Uh, I, I think the same thing could go on the defensive side, where like Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb are playing for yeah. a little bit longer. Well, like you said, TJ and Cam, and even probably Pat Pete. Like they seem to just be yeah. good with Pat Pete. Like they seem to have seen everything they need to from Pat Pete. Which I don't know if I feel the same way, but no. they clearly don't don't feel concerned about it at all. No, I I agree with you. I am. I would like to see a lot of Pat P. I would like to see yeah. a lot of Joey Porter. I would love to see a lot of like I want to see those three, Levi, Pat, and Joey on the field almost for the first half. Like, yeah. you know, at once once Drake London and you know, Atlanta, I have Pitt. no idea who else plays Kyle for Pitt. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Pitts, but he's a tight end, but he does play wide receiver as well. Just I don't know who else starts for that team besides B. John Robinson. And Desmond Ritter, but yeah. I want to see their starters on the field as long as Pat P, Joey Porter, and Levi are on the field. Yeah. And once they come off, then then everybody come off. That's fine. But yeah. until then, like they have to, they have like have to. You just you have you cannot feel comfortable about that trio and what you're planning to do with that trio. I mean, Mike Tomlin said it today. We feel fine with Pat P in the slot. How do you know you've no, you haven't tested that one time? Like you've no idea how good you feel right. about Pat P in the slot. I think they got to work those guys. I don't know if they do, but I well, mean, this that's is also a major concern. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but this is just no. such a this is such a perfect matchup to do that in. Like you said, like Kyle Pitts is going to get split out a little bit. Like yep. those are the guy, like and Drake London too, going to play in the slot a little bit. I, I would have to assume like those are the guys that you got Pat Pete for. You know, like those are yep. the body types, those are the talent levels. Like this is a great matchup, I think for for him or to at least test him. Um, yep. Maybe not, you know, I great in the traditional sense of great matchup, but uh, it's a good matchup for him to get tested by or tested through. And mm-hmm. I, I want to see that. Like we talked about that on the last pod, like one of the biggest things that we're looking out for is just secondary guys getting tested. Let's do it. Let's, let's go. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right. Last thing, make or break roster spots. One preseason game left. No practices. It all comes down to this. Atlanta, 7.30, Thursday night. Steelers, Falcons, big one in the Dome. Nobody cares about the Dome. You got anybody who's a make or break roster, I guess, bubble guy? 
right now heading into this last game. It feels weird because this 53-man roster seems almost set in stone, but at the same time, like, set in stone with, like, multiple guys that you're just like, well, if they keep him over him, it's it doesn't change. It's still really, like, that's a starter as well. You know, it, it feels like there's a couple of those guys. You got to make or break roster guy? Yeah, I'm going to zig a little bit. You know, we've talked about some of these bigger position battles, so I'm going to go a little bit of a sleeper, a guy who would need a real big day, but I still think has an outside chance of, of right. maybe making that roster, and that's Kenny Robinson. Um, I knew you were going to say Kenny Robinson. Yeah, you knew I was going to say Kenny Robinson because I just I think he's a good player. I, and, you know, I know it hasn't been the best couple weeks for him, and he maybe needed – uh, some bigger plays in that Buffalo game to really cement his spot or to even, you know, give himself much better than a puncher's chance. But I don't know. I, you know, like we said, I'm not completely sold on miles Killebrew. I'm not completely sold that his special teams ability is, you know, absolutely necessary. I think Kenny yeah. Robinson still has a decent chance. Um, you know, trying to be different, trying to, trying to give us something else to look at besides <laughs> the, the positions we've already talked about, but yeah, some some big plays from Kenny, um, and I think this secondary is thin enough that he could find his way onto the roster if he is that good of, you know, if he plays that well as a, I, I think defense is really where he's going to, I think special teams is kind of, you know, they know what they know about him, but I still think there's mm -hmm. some meat on that bone as far as defense that he could, he can impress with and that he could, he could show that he's a valuable member of a, of an NFL team. Yeah, Kenny's a good one. I knew you were going to say Kenny. I, I do think that he's got a puncher's chance. I do, I don't think he's out of the running right now. I think it's tough just because I wanted to see. I, I think my, just like you saw, like you said, like miles tip on that punt did a lot. And yeah. Kenny's got just cause Kenny hasn't had a play. You know what I mean? Kenny hasn't had a preseason play yet. He's got to have a preseason play. If he does have one, I think there's, there's a, there's a real Like I think things change. And I think that mm -hmm. a good preseason finale I mean, this is a terrible example, but that's what got Christian Kuntz the job over uh, whatever his name was, Cam Canada. Thank you, as a long snapper, <laughs> was that preseason finale, and I, I just, I think that that could happen with the safety position. Mayan is a guy that we've talked about way too much on this show today. Gunnar Olszewski. I think mm. that I think Gunnar needs a big a big game. I think that he's had a great training camp. I think that he's had a great preseason. He's looked really good, but I am not sold that he has more value than Miles Boykins or Des Fitzpatrick. I'm just not sold on it. I think that the Steelers have two slot guys and it's really tough to make a case that you need a third, especially if you only have two like you're going to keep two outside guys and then Allen Robinson, I guess, and then have three inside guys, I think that makes things challenging. I think if he comes out swinging, has a good game, it's over. You know, locked it in. But I think if he does nothing, especially if he plays with the first team a lot and does nothing, I'm I'm looking at Gunner and saying, you know, he might be the guy that they try to sneak through waivers and that might not work out in the Steelers' favor. Yeah, I think Gunner's a good one too. We talked about him a lot. Um, but yeah, I think he needs some some bigger plays i think you're right um this is a guy who like you said had a good training camp but is fighting an uphill battle um just given the numbers uh the math yeah. like is not in his favor um but i still think yeah he is just as likely as anyone to make this roster like i said i'm not sold on miles boykins so he he did have i think like four catches or whatever in the in the buffalo game in the buffalo game gunner did he did yeah. but gunner looked good he's looked good yeah. all preseason. oh 
I, yeah, it's yeah. And it's I just, just think he's got to fight every game, you know, like it's got to, it yeah. cannot, if it slows down, I think it's like that final impression I think is so important. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's got to almost play perfectly in order to, to make this roster, which is tough so for just him. So, yeah. 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 Just to like guarantee it, you know, like I, yeah. I agree with you. I think he's ahead of the battle, but I think that, I think that battle's so tight, you know, like, yeah. I think that's so tight. What about, I think Zach Gentry is another one. That's, you know, I think yeah, he's on the just, outside looking in right now, but is there something you think Zach Entry? Cause I just can't think of what Zach Entry can do that. You know, if he could do, get, he's got to do it know, all. If he could get five years younger, I don't know. Like that might help him, but like, <laughs> that's, but that's, that's, and, and that's, 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 that was harsh, but like, they're, they're, I feel like they're in on Darnell. Like that's, that's no comment on Zach as a player. Like I said, he was going to get, he's going to get picked up if he gets cut, but I just don't think there's anything he can do in this game that will make you think, oh, no, yeah, like we need four tight ends, especially when we have position battles at, when we're coming down to the the wire at four different positions, you know? No, I, I agree. I agree. I think that it's got to be a perfect game. I don't think it's possible, but I think that, like, you know what I mean? Zach somehow, like, yeah. he's never done this in his life, but catches, like, three touchdowns and has just one ridiculous game, and, yeah. you know, that that's just, that's all it would take. All right, with that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcast. Check out all of our coverage. I almost said all our videos. All of our coverage at allsteelers.com. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg.